We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the Mile High Huddle Podcast with your football priests, Chad Jensen and Zach Kelberman. Remember, Broncos country is not a geographic location. It's a state of being. Welcome in, everybody. This is the Mile High Puddle Podcast. It is Sunday night. I am not Chad Jensen. I am Scott Kennedy. I will be sitting in for Chad, bringing the lefty uh, out of the bullpen. I'll be sitting in for Chad tonight. I'm not not one of the priests. They call me the deacon around here, though. But one of the priests is over here on this side is Zach Kelberman. Zach, how are you doing tonight, my friend? I'm doing pretty good. I was picking your brain before the show, Scott. I'm genuinely curious to see what you uh, gleaned at the Senior Bowl. And from what I gathered so far, it's not great news if you're a fan of uh, Bo Nix or uh, Michael Penix, huh? Well, we'll see. We, we can get into that. Again, There's, it's all relative. You know, We want to talk about stock up, stock down. It's like, well, where do you have them rated to begin with? You know, if we if we're saying that, you know, it's like if you think there's, you know, number five overall, I'm going to say, no, I think you're probably reaching. We'll get into that. I've been sitting here reading the chat here for the last 20 minutes or so. Everybody's talking quarterbacks and all the different possibilities. So we'll get into the quarterback talk. Uh, What news have I missed? You know, I see some of the rumors and everything while I was gone about, you know, Sean Payton wants to make a big splash. I have a question for you, Zach. What would you consider a big splash as far as? the Broncos draft goes as far as, you know, moving up, what, what would you consider a big splash? Anything that would require multiple first round picks, which is what a trade of that magnitude would cost, you know, two or three. Uh, also any deal involving Patrick Sertan, that being the Broncos best player and maybe, you know, representing a, a first round pick in the same vein that DJ Moore did in the, in the, in the deal last year between the bears and the Panthers. So yeah, multiple first round picks and or a PS2. That's a big splash. And what would you expect in return? So I know what you could send, but what would you expect? Would you, would you expect that to get you into the top three? Yeah, it would have to. I'm talking at least two first round picks, probably a, a few mid round picks and PS2. Yeah, I want a top three pick. I just, I just honestly, I don't know. And, you know, there's questions in here and apologies if I don't see you, if I don't remember who it was. I've been reading all these questions and, you know, is, is Caleb Williams a possibility? It's going to take you number one to get to Caleb Williams. Only possible chance on that is if one, here's the thing about it, Broncos country. If the Chicago bears pick is up for grabs and I don't think it is. Yeah. I don't think you can beat some of the teams that are ahead of you in order to get into that spot. 
So it's not just, oh, well, we'll just do We'll just make the trade. Okay. The Saudis, well, it takes two to tango. Yep. Frankly, it takes three to tango because you got to beat out the other teams that are in there for it. So if I'm, if I'm the Chicago bears and I think, okay, maybe PS two and two first round picks. Okay. That sounds interesting. Hmm. Let me get on the phone with the, uh, you know, the Atlanta Falcons at number four. You want to send me AJ Terrell and two first round picks. And I like can move down to eight. That's not, that's a similar deal. And I can go down to eight and get one of my, get my wide receiver without having to go down to 12. Falcons are going to stink next year. Anyway, that might turn into another number one pick for me. Uh, I can get on the horn and just move down one spot. Washington commanders. You want to send me a first round pick to make sure nobody comes up and gets, gets the guy you want. I just think it's going to be awfully, awfully tough to get up into those top three. So when it comes into making a big splash, Man, I don't want I don't want you moving up higher to get one of the quarterbacks that are available other than the top three guys. I want to say hello to Michael Rankio sitting here nice and early today. So he's giving us some stars over on the old Facebook. Breaking the ice. Michael the ice breaker Ronquillo. First in with the star sign. He says, Good evening, Zach and Scott on the Mile High Huddle podcast and go Broncos. Well, thank you very much, Michael. It's uh it's great to great to hear from you today. Scott, it's a good thank you, Michael. As always, it's a point that you made that no one's really talking about. It takes two to tango, yes, but uh, you also have to be wary of another team that's in the top 11 jumping you for the number one overall pick. And if you're Chicago and if you don't want Justin Fields, why wouldn't you just flip him for a draft? Um, there's a quarterback needy team out there somewhere, second or a third round pick. You can get that and stay where you are and get Caleb Williams. I don't see them moving off of it, Scott. It's it's the fanatical thing in us. We're fans. We have tunnel vision. It's, you know, when you look back at a game, you think of the three plays that we missed. If we if we would have made those three plays, we would have won the game. We happen to forget that their wide receiver dropped a ball, too, on third and five that would have put them in field goal range. And they fumbled a snap and fell on it, and it didn't kick your direction. You know, they, those are the kind of things that we just – so it's tunnel vision. It's like – all we have to do is, do, do we want to make this trade or not? Well, it's, it's not entirely up to you. If it was, I'd say probably, yeah, let, let, let's, let's just do it. I think it would be worth it. You can go back to the old discussion. It's like, well, how good is Patrick Sertan? And I've seen, I, I can find you because you're all in here, Caps yelling. Um, Elias in here, you know, and I don't know if you were talking about Pat Sertan. You're not trading Pat Sertan. Well, what you've had Pat Sertan, Pat Sertan will never be more valuable to you than as far as his contract goes and his play goes. And he's been the first three years of his career. He's had three different coaches. You haven't gotten anywhere with him. So if, if he lands you the quarterback, the problem is, is you don't know that he's landing you the quarterback. He's landing you a prospect. That's the scary part, you know? So would I give him up for a franchise quarterback? Yes. Yes, I would. Are you giving him up if you were to make a trade for a franchise quarterback? You don't know. You don't know. And then Elias says, we're not trade up. Uh, you won't trade up. So we can get in the senior bowl. Um, you fire questions at me, Zach. I'm usually the ones asking questions of you because there's other players there I want to talk about, other positions that I think can really help. And there's some guys that I haven't really talked about yet, and I cut up some video in advance for this show tonight. So we can we can show you some guys too. 
Yeah, I'd love to see who you haven't talked about yet because I'm sure you've given your input. But I was just wondering, obviously, the Broncos are going to go as quarterback goes. And you made an interesting point about McCarthy versus the the showcases that Penix and Knicks has. And you said you saw one throw from McCarthy and you thought they were he was instantly better than the other two. So I, I would think Broncos country wants to hear some more about that. Well, with, with you asked me who the big winner was, and I said probably J.J. McCarthy was probably the big winner of the Senior Bowl. Now, I didn't say better than the other two. I didn't say that because I did say I saw one throw. The first throw I saw from McCarthy made me say I already like him better than what I've seen from Bonex as far as arm talent goes. What I saw was a right-handed version of Michael Penix. Okay, Michael Penix has a wonderful arm. He throws well on the move. He's got it. But the injury history should scare the bejesus out of all of us, especially Broncos fans and the history you guys have had with injuries over the past five or six years anyway. Now, this has been a good year, but the other part of this is, and this is something that nobody really ever talks about, happy birthday, J.J. McCarthy. He turned 21 two weeks ago. 21 two weeks ago. I just looked it up before the show. His birthday is January 20th. Michael Penix turns 24 on May 8th. He's three years older with balky knees, bum shoulders. <laughs> Bo Nix turns 24 in three weeks. He's three years older than J.J. McCarthy. So if I can get a right-handed Michael Penix with no injury history and he's three years younger, brother, that's where I'm going. Are you drafting McCarthy at 12, though? I would feel better with McCarthy at 12 than I would with Penix because of the injuries and Bo Nix because of the overall talent. I see talent, and the, the, the scary thing about quarterback is it comes so much into the things you cannot measure. And you just have to start thinking, you call it the enough factor. Is Bo Nix big enough? Yes. Is he? Does he have enough of an arm? Man, it's close. I'd say yes, but it's a C. His 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 NFL, he's got an average NFL arm. Does he see the field well? Yes. Is he accurate? Yes. All those are good things. How does he react under pressure in the his, in his history? Not great. He wasn't under pressure very much at Oregon. He was under a lot of pressure before he got to Oregon. It has been bad. The games I saw him go head to head with with Michael Penix, they were under pressure because Washington was a good team. Michael Pennis looked like the better prospect hmm. uh, as far as what translates to the NFL. I don't want Bo Nix at 12. Later on in the first, maybe second round. All right. Yeah, fine. Get me out of the first. Okay. There's so much pressure that goes with a first round quarterback and the obligations to play him that I just, I don't like that. I think you'll have much better options at 12 then Bo Nix, and the injury history scares me with Michael Penix. Now, J.J. McCarthy's interesting. God, he throws well on the run, and he's got a cannon for an arm. He's 21 years old, decent size. Are we not talking about him because he didn't go to the Senior Bowl and because he played in a run-heavy uh, you know, offense at Michigan? We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. That was my next question, Scott, because your opinion definitely carries weight in Broncos country in terms of the draft and what the Broncos, the players they should be looking at. So in your opinion, ideally, you'd trade back in the first round if you want to go for Knicks or Penix. You're, you're dead set on that. I, I, might, I might trade out of the first round. And, and honestly, and now let me say hello to some more folks that have come back in, uh, like Phil McLaughlin with some big stars. Thank Phil you. comes in and says, good evening, Scott and Zach. Let's take who's available that fits us at 12 or move back. I do not want to move up. Yeah, I, again, you've had such so many lack of picks. You've been pick depleted here recently. I want more picks for this team. I want more chances. I want more swings you know, bites at the apple, whatever phrase you want to use. I want more pictures. I want an Indianapolis Colts draft. You know how many, how many picks the Colts had last year, Zach? 12. Yeah. They had 12, an old-fashioned 12-round draft. They had 12. I want a draft like that for the Denver Broncos where you can bring in some new faces, start reinforcing and getting some depth in, in, in some of these positions, getting some salary cap relief that I don't, you're already missing a second round pick. What's it going to take to get up into the second? And maybe take a shot at a guy, Phil. So yeah, I, I don't want to. I don't want to see the Denver Broncos move up because one, I don't think there's any way in hell you're getting into the top three. I, I just don't. If it's a first rounder in Pat Sertan, I'd, I'd probably say yeah, let's do it. You know, especially with the one of the quarterbacks in the top three that you know you could have for 15 years. You can definitely talk me into moving up to the top three if it was feasible because I do want that franchise quarterback. But let's be honest, they're probably going to go, Scott, in some order. Um, Caleb Williams, Drake May, and Jaden Daniels. So let, let's remove from the discussion trading up to three or one or two. And let's remove trading up a few spots to get Jaden Daniels. He's not going to fall to six, seven, or eight. He's going to go in the top five. So, Phil, realistically, I'm right there with you. If the BPA, whoever it is, is on the board of 12, fine. Take him. Feel good about him. If not, move back like Scott was talking about the stockpile capital because the teams that are in the top three you know what else they need they need a franchise quarterback how do you trade how do you take a team new england patriots and say okay who needs a quarterback in the top three well if you if you bail on justin fields and want to reset the contract the bears are out the bears bears your only chance the commanders and a new coach they need a quarterback the patriots and a new coach you know what they need they need a quarterback how are you as a how are you going to get a franchise quarterback draft pick out of a team that needs a quarterback? That that's 
illogical. And if I'm going to do something that would be illogical, I'm going to have to pay through the freaking nose. Exactly. And I don't know that you can come up with enough, honestly, to make that happen. Uh, good question. Lawrence comes in with the stars. He says, I want a six foot six inch running back and tight end, not a quarterback. Um, I want a quarterback too. But let's, while Lawrence, while you're in this, there's a guy that we haven't really talked about that I want to show some video of. Kid out of Minnesota that I thought had a really nice senior bowl. His name is Brevin Span Ford. Nice feet, really soft hands. And this is this is him at the senior bowl. Watch him give a little chuck here. And, and he's big enough to post up. You're watching the hands. I, I don't care if he was out of bounds. That catch and the body control on that catch was so good. I left it in there. He runs really well. So he, he can be an after the threat. So you're watching this guy and you're like, oh man, he's he's really a natural pass catcher. Doesn't fight the ball at all. Okay, so you start thinking about the blocking part of it. You know, see how I mean, see how easy he catches. He doesn't fight the ball at all coming in. So you start thinking, Zach, as you're watching him, give me a guesstimate on his size. I was gonna ask you actually, uh <laughs> six six five two two fifty five. He's six six and five eighths. So in his shoes, he's six seven, and he weighed in at two hundred and sixty seven pounds. Damn! That kid out there that you just saw, looking like Carl Malone on a rebound, is six seven two seventy. Hands catcher too. Yes, please. Yeah. Yes, please. Now, if I look at the consensus big board on uh, NFL mock draft database, um. He comes in at 170 right now. Brevin Spanford's at 170. If I divide that by 30 teams, that comes fifth round. All right, let's say he had a good week because he did. Moves up into the third. Is that a third-round tight end for me? Yes, it is. That's a guy I would be looking to target, and we start doing mock drafts. If he's sitting around there, Broncos country, this guy's going to be taking him in the third round for your tight end. Uh, big Big fan. So that's one of the guys I wanted to highlight, Zach. So what would you think about using a third-round pick on a tight end, on a 6'7", 270-pound tight end with, with with soft hands? I'm right there with you. And if, same as with quarterback, you can't shy away from taking that position because you failed in the past. So you're looking to replace Greg Dulcich. You used a fairly high-round pick on him. You can't be shied away from other prospects because you were burned in the past. They need that middle-of-the-field, seam-stretcher, vertical weapon. They need someone reliable in the passing game. And I'm sure his blocking, Scott, that's, that's a non-negotiable to Sean Payton. If his blocking's on par, I'm fine with it. Yeah, coming out of Minnesota, I haven't gone through and checked it yet. Um, that's one reason I, I haven't put that up, but I, was, I wanted to show you him as a pass catcher. And I did that several times when I was watching. I'm, I'm going to show you another kid here in a, in a minute um, where I was looking at guys like this and be like, all right, he looks nice. How big is he? Good God. <laughs> uh, Jackson Powers Johnson was one of those guys. Dancing bear, light on his feet, wouldn't break eggshells He's in his lateral movement. 334 pounds. Whew. Couldn't believe it. This is the kind of stuff I do love to believe. Gilbelly coming in with a super chat. Appreciate you. Says, I love him, but we should trade Simmons now. There's no way he will be on our team by the time we win our next Super Bowl. All right. This is a good one here, is, is Justin Simmons, because... We Nick and I disagreed. We do our show on Broncos for breakfast, so I talk with Nick with Nick the most. 
And I said, we may never find out what the answer is on this because if they don't trade him, we'll never know. You can trade Simmons, but what do you realistically think you're going to get from him if you expect someone to pick up his $18 million contract at 31 years old? I was looking up the uh, his contract right now as we talk, and I'm, I'm thinking the same thing. You're not going to get more than a, maybe a third-round pick conditionally. Maybe a third. Looking at maybe a fourth or a fifth. I think Broncos fans, Scott, are kind of overvaluing Simmons because he's been the best player in Broncos country. Doesn't mean he has the same value to other teams. And like when you mentioned, they know that they have the leverage. They don't have to give the Broncos anything higher than a fourth or fifth, in my opinion. That's where I was, was like a fourth or fifth rounder just because of the non-premium position, the age, one year left of an expensive contract. Yeah. Now, again, I was reading Bleach, uh, Bleach Report did it as far as someone aggregated that. I don't remember who it was. Uh, maybe Jared Cook on our site, actually, uh, had aggregated that Bleach Report article saying they, they had suspected a trade to the Detroit Lions. Would this make sense? Yeah, but I was I was a little irritated that they didn't say, okay, what do you expect in return? You know, besides picking up the full freight of his contract, which is $15 million, if you can get a third back, I'd snatch your hand off for it. Yeah. Fourth, I'd Same. be thinking maybe fifth. I'm not sure. I'd, I might leave that up to Justin. Justin might come to him and say, y'all, listen, Detroit wants me. I, I, I really, I want to go play one year. You know, I'm getting older here while we still got a shot. I know y'all are rebuilding. And and do that kind of thing. We we might do. I might handle it that way. Um, but but Gilbilly, I think we'll see where the team is at. We'll see how it goes with the quarterback situation, and if this team is going rebuild, or if they're going to try and give it another shot and try and kind of piecemeal this. This you were. I was ready to burn everything down after you lost the Jets. Sell everybody. All of them. All those contract guys by the trade deadline, get rid of all of them. You know what I'm ready to do right now? I might be ready to get some pizza, Zach. So this is our chance to remind you to make Little Caesars official pizza sponsor of the NFL. We know they know football, and they know that football fans love a great game and a great deal. So we're tossing out a challenge and calling it Pick 6 for Slices and Sticks. If there is a Pick 6 during Super Bowl 58, Fans who accepted the challenge on our app will get a free slices and sticks, period. Yeah, Scott, we've partnered with NFL legend Derek Brooks of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because he knows all about the pick six, having returned one during Super Bowl 37. That play led to a 44-yard touchdown and a win for the Buccaneers. So accept the challenge today, Broncos country, and win some pizza. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. 
Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So thank you, Little Caesars. Thank you, Gil Billy, on that. And uh, and Michael Davis is coming in here saying, Jens, a franchise quarterback is greater, is, is worth more than, than picks. Go get your guy. Uh, I agree with that. The thing is, is I don't think your guy's going to be there. That's that's the problem. Who are you going to go get, Michael? Who who do you want to trade up for and try and go get? The only chance you have, and it's going to cost you through the news again. Knows again is if if the Chicago Bears decide to do something with uh, with Justin Fields. If they decide to keep Justin Fields, and if someone's willing to give you five drafts worth of picks and a pro bowler to get to number one to take Caleb Williams. Wouldn't you want Caleb Williams? Yeah. I mean, that's the problem though, is that teams they're going to say, listen, we don't want to move down, but if you're that dead set on coming up 11 spots, we're going to ask for five, six first round picks. We're going to ask for PS two and Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy and everyone you have, because it's an unreasonable price that can only be met through drastic measures that Scott, I don't think the Broncos are going to employ, but one last point about Simmons Here's my take on it. If you trade them, you're saving $14.5 million against the cap. You're only eating $3.75 million. It's up to you. It's everyone's different opinion, subjective as to whether you want to move on from, from a cap standpoint. It might make some sense. Here, I, I think you, if you want to get him a, a new three-year deal, I think you can knock his cap number down a lot, mm-hmm. a lot, a lot, because you can you can burn off that $3.75 dead, and you may only add – you might be able to get it to a $5 million cap hit in 2024, 2025, maybe move it to seven. And then all of a sudden you get $40 million back from Russell Wilson the next year. So I still think a, a, uh, an extension, the, the, what's not going to happen is Justin Simmons isn't playing, playing 2024 on the last year of his contract in, yeah. in Denver, whether he's with the Broncos or not, that is irrelevant. That, that contract is getting torn up one way or another. Is, is how that's going to happen. Uh, David Youngkin coming in. He says, to move up, it would cost us two first, two second, a third, and a player at least. And that's from 12. Now, we knew, everybody always talks about first-round draft picks and DJ Moore uh, you know, in that deal. Do you know the full extent? Let me read this to you. The full extent of moving from nine to one, nine to one for Bryce Young and CJ or CJ Stroud who aren't considered the prospects at the time. Now, if you could get C.J. Stroud, you'd give up this in a heartbeat. But Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud weren't considered the prospects at the same stage as Caleb Williams, as Drake May, as Jaden Daniels. Jaden Daniels might be the closest one. So you're talking about two guys for sure who are considered better prospects than Bryce Young, who went number one overall. Last year, the Chicago Bears traded the number one pick in the NFL draft to the Carolina Panthers for the number nine pick, a first-round pick in 2024, wide receiver DJ Moore, and wait for it, three second-round picks. Mm. Three second-round picks. I, I forgot or didn't know that part of it. That's what it costs you to move from nine to one for a quarterback prospect that wasn't good. So, again, I've beaten this into the ground, Zach. I think we can forget about moving up. 
And the problem is, too, the Broncos don't even have a second-round pick this year, so it's going to cost them more in the future, whether it's a, another third or a, another player. It's it's definitely unre- unrealistic to think the Broncos are going to make that trade, Scott. Yeah. So, no, you know, is Caleb Williams an option? No. Is taking a big swing an option like that? No. It's it's just not, y'all. It, it'll make for good headlines and clickbait. And all of those type of things. But as far as the idea of moving up, um, no. Helping us move up and keep up. David McElrath, the Papa Bear, coming in says, Good evening, Zach and Deacon Scott. Buckham times three. Gary Palmer's in as well. He says, Hey, Scott and Zach. I said, Hey, hi, Scott and Zach. So since we all agree that they shouldn't trade up, what are the odds they will? Slim. Slim. Unless you think JJ McCarthy's worth a top 10 and maybe you want to get up there and get him. Maybe you think Michael Penix. I just, the medicals on Michael Penix scare me. We're, we're 25 in, so we've got a bunch of new viewers. I'll, I'll repeat myself a little bit on this. Bo Nix, the lack of overall physical traits scares me there. I just don't think he's got a top 15 arm. Now, what does that mean? The best quarterbacks on earth weren't flamethrowers. There's some exceptions. John Elway is an exception. Um, Brett Favre was an exception, but you know, that some of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, you don't think of as having huge arms, but that's what makes it tough. That's, that's what makes it really hard on, uh, on the quarterbacks. And that's why you keep drafting them until you get it right until you find the guy you want. And Gary Palmer helps us get it right for sure. So thank you, Gary, for the support. Yeah. I mean, to trade up into the top three is a minuscule chance. I'll say like, just because crazier things have happened, Scott, never say never. I'll say like, five percent uh they could move up a few spots you talked about mccarthy if he impresses in the pre-draft process uh you talked about maybe if they if nicks blows them away it's so tough on february 4th scott to kind of project what could happen two months from now so the pre-draft process will make or break some of these players i still think though it's more likely in the third round they can move up for a quarterback pratt don't kill me i'm just saying than it is in the first round Keep that in mind because I've got somebody else in mind for you. Perfect. So we're going to get to first, we're going to say to a huge super chat, we're going to jump from Gary to Troy, who comes in hot pink with the fuchsia Troy. Thank you so much, my friend. He says, Thank you for the discussion. Thank you for the support. It helps keep the discussion going, Uh, you know, and make sure that we're going to be here. And, uh, you know, it's again, keeps a light on. I like to say, keeps my forehead nice and shiny. The space (laughs) is available here. So uh, thank you, my friend. Thank you, Troy, as always, man. You're the best. So uh, want to ask, R- RD has a question. He says, oh, and, and to get back to your point from Gary, you know, what are the chances they move up? I think the chances they get into the top three are freaking zero. Point one. So let's mark this at 26 minutes on <laughs> February 4th for cold takes when the Broncos pull off a stunner and move up so but i think there's a zero percent chance that they they get into the top three um there's just one the 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 teams in the top three need quarterbacks and there's too many other teams that are ahead of you that uh that need quarterbacks as well um but any defensive lineman impressed enough to pick at 12 or trade back uh in the first four we can't get a quarterback i think our d line is our next biggest hole uh this is a great question uh rd and i'm gonna i'm gonna bring up a guy here Y'all might have heard me talk about him before, and he had a lot of buzz coming out of the Senior Bowl. In fact, he was just voted by his peers as, and this this sounds kind of silly, you know, it almost, when you hear the way it's phrased, it almost sounds like an insult. 
but he was voted by his peers as the best practice week player. <laughs> we call guys practice players all the time, and it means they don't perform in games. But in the Senior Bowl, the practice is where it's at. The, the NFL guys go home on Thursday night. They don't watch the game. I've been in the Senior Bowl four years in a row. I haven't watched a snap of the actual game. The practice is where it's at. It is practice, dog. And the practice player of the week, as voted by his peers, was defensive end Darius Robinson of Mizzou. I'm going to do another one of these for you, but he lined up at end. The first three clips, he's right side, he's left side, he's inside. Here he is right here. Number six, that is Tyler Guyton, right tackle, Oklahoma, he's going against. Who who had a great senior bowl week, by the way. Yeah, Nice little push-pull with a swim move. Look how light on his feet. Coming from the other side. Another swim move to the inside that time. Okay, he's lined up over the center on that one. Left side, right side, inside, outside. Over a guard this time. He's beaten everybody on the offensive line in those four reps. This I just kind of left there. You know, okay, is he, is he, can he hold up? That's Christian Haynes out of UConn who had a really good week too. Here's Tyler Guyton again. This is, this is more of a little stalemate, you know, depending on where you got, but the energy and the effort there. And you see the way he's bouncing around on every snap. That's Christian Jones, Texas. You see the way he's bouncing around. All right. Would you give me a height and weight on this guy based on what you see, the way he moves, the way he's standing out there, that slim black uniform? Give me, give me a height and weight on, uh, on my friend Darius Robinson there. I'm going to say 6'5", 296. Okay. You were a lot closer than I was. You already looked him up, you said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he, uh, I think, let me see. I, I, he was on the American squad, Missouri. He was 6'5", 286 pounds with 35-inch arms and an 85-inch wingspan. Wow. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Broke pretty good. What are you what are you looking for, man? You know, I'm watching that. And as I'm watching this, I said my gut reaction coming out of the senior bowl was if, if based on based on where they play, you know, the, the premium position, the size, the athleticism, the production. If I don't know anything else and I don't get another chance to watch anybody ever again, and I've never seen anything, I'm just going to this event to offer scholarships or contracts. He's my first pick. That's my first pick out of the senior bowl is Darius Robinson. So what I the going back to RD's question, if we can get a quarterback and, and to what you said, is he worth a 12? I don't know. I don't know. Based on that week, yes. But you know, why isn't there more hype coming in on against him? Does he does he take plays off when the spotlight's not on him? 
Um, you know, did, you know, why, why is he in school for four or five years? He's a little bit older now. Did it just click on as he battled injuries? I don't know the answer to any of those questions. I just know I saw a six, five, 290 pound monster bouncing around like a pogo stick. I couldn't, I didn't even have it. I just saw it out of the corner of my eye while they were warming up. He, he grabbed one of those offensive tackles in a push pull move, like steer, steer, dispatch. Like he threw him over his shoulder, like a, like, like a backpack, like, oh my God, this guy's a beast. So would I rather have Bo Nix or Michael Penix at 12 or rather have him at 12 and Joe Milton in the third quarterback, Tennessee, who could fall to the third because of his accuracy concerns while he was in college, but has the best set of tools of any of the quarterbacks at the senior bowl with the size and the natural arm talent. You said he was the practice player of the week. So, you know, VJ is going to fall in absolute love with him, Scott, (laughs) but that's, that's the beauty is that quarterback might be the biggest hole on the Broncos, but it's not the only hole. They can go in about 40 different directions and uh, fill a a position of need. And that front seven is lacking for some dogs. It's what we saw last year. Zach Allen was the only one that had a little dog in him. They can use talent as a five tech on three tech inside, outside as a, they did edge linebackers, inside linebackers. If they go that route and bypass quarterback, it won't be the most popular, Scott, but I can definitely come around to it because it is still a massive need. Yeah, and, and that's the thing about the best prospect available at, at 12 is there should be premium position players unless, unless arguably the two best players in this draft, and I'll make an argument for them, are at non-positions of value. We got a tight end, Brock Bowers. You may have heard from heard of him. Brock Bowers is a playmaker. And if you get a playmaker of that ilk, there is no position of value. I don't care. The problem is if you miss, you kind of waste your pick and they're not really helping you out nearly as much. Uh, If he falls to 12, you could take him at 12 and that's a non-position of value, but a guy that would fit in nicely to your team. Uh, Jackson Powers Johnson, the Oregon interior lineman at center. Am I taking a center at 12? You don't take a center at 12. That's too high. Broncos need a center. The This is a player at 335 pounds that is considerably ahead of um, Creed Humphrey at the same stage. I liked Creed. I did. I didn't have any idea he was going to be as good as he was at Kansas City. I don't think anybody did, or he shouldn't have fallen into the second round, I believe, is where he went. Jackson Power Johnson is 35 pounds heavier just as light on his feet, if not more mobile and better. Could you take him at 12 and solidify that position for the next 10 years? I'm here for it. Now, I think you would be in a lot of trouble for it. I think you'd you'd hear a lot of naysayers, Zach, if you were to take one of those positions, but I could back it because of how good they are. Well, I mean, listen, the Broncos just need talented football players. They were devoid of talent except for a few guys on the field um, last year. Look at your Falcons, Scott, taking B. John Robinson. They got kind of clowned for that pick. Look at Detroit taking Jameer Gibbs. Oh, they don't need a running back, but that player made the whole team better because he's a talented guy. They just need talent on this team, whether it's at center, whether it's a defensive end, or whether it's a quarterback, you really can't go wrong because they have so many holes. Unfortunately. No, my team needs the most expensive position there is and that's a goal scoring striker is my team so don't call them my falcons i don't claim they don't claim me i don't claim them um understood but but yeah again you should you will have at 12 you will have you will have uh 
you should have premium positions available with good players without having to move around, whether it's cornerback. And that, that's the thing that fits a need that that's where it goes back to, you know, yes, the, the BPA thing. Um, and I, I refuse to call it best player available ever again, unless it's to make fun of that phrase, because you're not going to get the best player available. There's 250 guys that are going to get drafted after you. One of those guys is going to be better than who you took. That's just probability and basic mathematics, but going with the best prospect available in a premium position at 12. All right. What are the premium positions? Corner. Yes. I need another corner opposite, uh, opposite Pat Sertan. Fabian Moreau was okay, but that's what he was, was okay. Edge. Come on. Yes. Uh, defensive end, you know, instead of end, one of those two positions, maybe a guy that could hybrid and slide inside outside like Latu Latu. Yes. I can go there. Quarterback. Uh, of course wide receiver. Yeah. Could go that way. The one question you might have and where this draft is deep is, do I really need an offensive tackle? Do I really need one? I, if one was there, I'd be hard pressed not to take one, especially when I know I can save about $15 million on Garrett Bowles's contract. I am probably picking up the phone and at least making some calls and seeing what I could get for Garrett Bowles. And if a team wants to overpay, third or fourth round pick. Okay. Let's get the contract off the books and you can feel good taking from a, a really, really solid class of uh, OT Scott. Lauren Trevera coming in with some stars. When we were talking about tight ends, he says, look at Brady with Gronk and Patrick here with Kelsey uh, tight ends, a quarterback's number one weapon. Lawrence, I'm a child of the eighties. I grew up with the, with the, when tight end was a cool position, it went out of style until Aaron Hernandez and Gronk and the Patriots kind of brought it back in. But there was a 10 year span there. It was like, Oh, nobody uses tight ends anymore. I, I, I never got it. Never understood the dynasties of the Cowboys it, with, with, they have Novacek. I think uh, I get them confused because they had Novacek then Witten, but before that, and then uh, you go Brent Jones with San Francisco. Um, you know, it was, those were the two, my two dynasty teams of growing up. They ran a power eye with a fullback, too. And I know how Lawrence loves the fullback position. Colby C. Collier coming in with some stars. Good to see you, Colby. Thank you for the support, my friend. Rock Chop coming in that Broncos orange. Isn't that, isn't that $20 super chat in that orange color? A, a nice, a, a pretty orange. He says, J.J. McCarthy at 12 or trade back and get more draft picks. Sorry, I'm not saying that other word either. It feels like draft capital has become today's buzzword, like net-net. The Broncos currently have more holes than draft picks. I want a first-round quarterback, but have the feeling it'll be Pratt in round three. Time will tell. MHH for life, Denver Broncos for life. Appreciate you, Rock Chalk Broncos. I like J.J. McCarthy. I, I, I'll dig more into him, but just, again, the, the, the gut reaction of seeing him throw three years younger than Michael Penix, I see a lot of similarities there in their, in their style. Just opposites. One's left-handed, one's right-handed. Um, and Bo Nix is just, he's the safe pick. And I don't i don't want to be safe at 12. I want to be excited. I want a quarterback I can say, yeah, he's going to throw it through a wall and, and, and that I can be, ex he's going to really push the defense, not, all right, he's going to play ticky-tack and we're going to throw nice underneath all the time and, yeah, meh. That's just how I feel about Bo Nix. It's just meh. I would feel that way if they went with the latter scenario, which rock chalk I can definitely see shaking out. They take a, a defensive end or an offensive lineman at 12 or whoever and then save the quarterback for round three. Pratt, 
very Jake Browning like Scott, where he's a higher floor, lower ceiling kind of guy. Doesn't get what doesn't get me too excited. Doesn't get Broncos country too excited. So yeah, I'm more for taking a swing, man. If if you have conviction that JJ McCarthy uh, could be the guy, despite what everyone else thinks about him, just take that swing, go for it. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see where it goes. Like if you look at again, just right now the mock draft database. You know what they say about the quarterback position is they go, uh, it's the big three. And if you're just watching, you don't follow this stuff quite as closely. It's Caleb Williams is uh, number one overall prospect. Drake May, the number three overall prospect. And Jaden Daniels, the number five overall prospect. So those are your quarterbacks, one, two, three. Then it drops down to number 27, and that is J.J. McCarthy. Then number 33, Bo Nix. Then number 38, Michael Penix. And then there's a drop all the way down to 85 to Michael Pratt who I think is probably going to fall farther than that. I think he'll be in the 150s by the time it's all said and done. He just, he just, he doesn't have it. <laughs> from, from what I've seen, he's just, he's just not it. Career backup, maybe I can get him day three. And again, and again, with quarterbacks, it's so hard to tell sometimes. You know, maybe it clicks, he gets in the right system, surrounded by the right weapons, and he tears things up. And, you know, you've, you've got the next big thing on your hands. I mean, Nobody expects the exception to be the exception or they wouldn't have lasted to this last pick of the NFL draft in Brock Purdy. They wouldn't have lasted till the sixth round like Tom Brady. I know all of those exceptions. And those are the ones that come and bite you in the ass when you start doing prognostication, Zach. <laughs> yeah. Do you see how the conversation falls off, Scott, where it goes from talking about McCarthy or Penix or Bo Nix and then dot, dot, dot. Michael Pratt, it's just one option is way more exciting, way more enticing that I think we both prefer the Broncos uh, lean into. There's two guys I really like as far as your next level of quarterbacks that if they sneak into the third or somewhere in there, and I mentioned one is Joe Milton. Joe Milton has, he. it's hard not to look at him and think Anthony Richard just when he was out there with that, the, he's got the little, the little braids sticking out of the back of his helmet. He's huge and he's got this, Nice, clean release, and the ball just zips off of his hand. The accuracy is the issues. They didn't show up in in um, at the Senior Bowl, and his video popped on my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Scott Kennedy, and read through the comments. There's a lot of Tennessee fans in there saying, where the hell was this? And a lot of them are saying stuff like, look how good he is with real receivers, uh, guys that know how to catch the ball. That's another part of this draft, Zach, when we want to start talking about having more picks, not less. This is a deep receiver class. Yeah. I should be able to go into the third round and get a guy who can come in and help me right away, maybe fourth or fifth round, and some guys that can start building depth and maybe surprise me. I feel like you could come out of this thing with a, a day two and a day three pick and have two guys at wide receiver that could contribute to this team right away. No matter what you do, no matter if, if you, if you do move on from Jerry Judy or Cortland Sutton, uh, just as coming in as a wide receiver, three as a wide receiver, four deep draft at the wide receiver position, Zach. That's what I was going to say. I know a lot of us want the Broncos to come out of the first round with a quarterback, but if they do move down and they stockpile capital, if they hit on these picks, Scott, there's a chance they can walk away with three or four instant impact day one starters and you need that in the post rust era you need cost control players that are going to be on the cheap for four or five years that you can build a foundation with and george payton and sean payton have the opportunity to lay that foundation if they do stockpile switching gears real quick to phil mclaughlin coming in with some stars he asked a question he says since uh christian parker is staying as a coach does he take over for for vance joseph next year 
Now, for me, next year is still 2024. Why would he take over for Vance Joseph in 2024 unless I miss something? Oh. Vance Joseph's still your defensive coordinator, right? Yeah, so I don't, I don't, I don't understand, Phil. Why would he, t- why would he take over for Vance Joseph? Vance Joseph is your defensive coordinator. If you have a good year and he has a good defense, he could get some head coaching interviews again. And maybe you're looking at 2025. He's your guy in waiting. Okay, yeah. And and, and Phil does say 2025. So he he's moving on. He's already moving on. We're already into next year. Uh, we're already into this year. So does he take over for 2025? Maybe, maybe. But Vance has a job. So, you know, we'd have to see where that goes. But he's probably got some assurances that, hey, if we make a move, you're you're next in line. But those are only as good as, you know, you you want you'd be you'd rather lose him, honestly, because that meant Vance Joseph was good. That meant you were good. You're not rooting against Vance Joseph because you want to keep Christian Parker. You know, maybe you can pay him above board dollars. But, you know, if, if you're losing guys off of your staff, that means you had a good season. That, that's, that's, a, that's a good thing. Daniel Swafford's a good thing for us. And uh, he comes in with that, that, that good-looking Broncos orange super chat. He says, restructure Sutton, Simmons, and Bowles. You can knock those three, Daniel. You can take those three. They'll hit about close to $60 million in salary cap next year. And you can knock them down to about 20. There's $40 million in salary cap savings and keeping them on your team next year. Trade back to get at least a second round pick, if not more. If you're coming out at 12, you're getting at least a second round pick. Take the top wide receiver DL or OL in the first. McCarthy in the second. I don't think McCarthy's making it to the second, man. Luke McCaffrey in the third, no matter what. It's funny you should mention Luke McCaffrey. Luke McCaffrey, yes, he is that McCaffrey, Rice Owls. And um, he was a guy that uh, had a nice little showing for himself, too. So um, he was down at Senior Bowl. Now, this is a play. I think I put this on the very first play. This is a dime from Michael Penix rolling left. Yeah, that's the first play. Michael Penix rolling left. This is goal line situation. Turning it loose. And the body control and hands from McCaffrey in that spot was elite. Elite. Uh, Luke McCaffrey is 6'2", 212 pounds. He's a bigger kid. He started as a quarterback at Nebraska before eventually making his way to wide receiver at Rice. I'm just learning all these things. I'm just catching up and learning all these guys. Luke McCaffrey is a guy that can help the Denver Broncos. I like where your head is, Daniel Swafford. Yeah, and the Broncos, uh, one of the Broncos coaches, uh, Logan Kilgore, was seen working hands hand on hand with him and kind of getting to know McCaffrey. So maybe a name to file away in the middle rounds. Um, you're right, though, that McCarthy is not going to be there in the second round. When it's all said and done, Scott, some team is going to take a chance on J.J. Some team is going to fall in love with J.J. in the pre-draft process, and his his stock is going to skyrocket up. And in terms of trading all those players, you might, you know, it's it's easy to talk about, oh, get rid of him, get rid of him, get rid of him. But realistically, you might look to get rid of one guy, make one of those trades and feel good about yourself. It's hard to give off the impression that you're looking to, you know, reload or sell off old assets and then convince another team to buy those assets. So maybe you trade one. I don't think all three is happening, Scott. 
I was ready to burn it down again after the after the Jets game. Before the trade deadline, I was like, all right, you just lost to this team. You just lost to wasn't Zach Wilson even playing that game. You just lost to Zach lost to Zach Wilson and uh and Nathaniel Hackett at home to a putrid New York Jets team. This this team is cooked. They're done. And they go on a six and one run, beat the Chiefs, beat the Bills, and they weren't as bad as one and five made you made you think. And they weren't as good as six and one made you think. But it made you rethink what 2024 could be. Can you get better in 2024 than you were in 2023? Yes. And if you get better by two games, you're 10 and seven. You got a chance to make the playoffs. I believe you can get better this year. Can you get better this year by unloading your left tackle, your Pro Bowl safety, and uh, your best wide receiver? No, you can't. You're not going to get better by losing, but if you lose all three of those players, so you're basically saying we are going into a rebuild. If you were going to do that, it should have been done last October. I don't yeah. think that's going to be the strategy this year, Zach. Exactly. That's a better way of making the point that I was trying to, Scott, that teams know that if you go this route, you're going into a rebuild and they can lowball you because it's no skin off their shoulders. You, they don't want to uh, you, you don't want to pony up the price. Well, you have to keep them and move on. So the other teams know what the Broncos are going to do with these players. And that's why I said they'd be unlucky. They'd be lucky to unload Simmons for a third round pick, let alone anything higher than that. Yeah, and again, it becomes more about salary cap space, and you can bring some guys in, but here's the thing. Who's going to sign if you're if you're unloading those guys? What good is salary cap space? Nobody's going to want to come to a team as a free agent that's in a rebuild. That's not, that's not how it works. They'll want to join those guys and say, okay, I can be the difference between 8 and 9 and 10 and 7. Maybe I can be the difference between 8 and 9 and 11 and 6, and we've got a chance to do some good things here. But What's the point of having salary cap space? There isn't. You're trying to get some draft picks, but you're not going to get much in your draft pick if guys are going to take on big dollar contracts. All right, Scott. See, I'm arguing with myself. You should hear the conversation I have in my head with all these voices. Because this is how you do it then, Zach. What I say, what good is a salary cap? Well, I just answered my own question. None. So what are you doing? You're buying draft picks then. I am picking up. I'm not trading Sutton and Bowles and Simmons for cap space because it's not going to do me any good because I'm not going to be able to convince a free agent to come anyway. But I can buy a higher draft pick back from who I'm trading him for if I pick up a good portion of their money. Maybe that's the option. It's just a bonus that if you... uh... Trade bowls for a fifth-round pick, let's say. You draft a tackle in the fifth round. That tackle is much cheaper than Garrett Bowles would be over the course of four or five years. So it's the cost-controlled factor as well. But here's what I'm saying, Zach. Let's say you trade him for a fifth-round pick, and I decide I'll pick up $10 million from it, and you send me a third also, Von Miller. So you're buying a pick back. You traded Von, and you got a third. You picked up the last $10 million on his contract, and they sent you a second as well. The old Brock Osweiler deal. So you're buying picks back because, like I said, there's only one year left on all three of those guys' deals. If you're unloading those guys, you're sending up the signal, the big smoke signal that says we're in a rebuild, so free agents will come talk to you in 2025. So having clear and cap space doesn't mean anything. So I might as well buy, use that money to buy draft picks back in those trades. That could be the option. We saw it with Vaughn, and it worked. You, you traded him for a second, and then you bought a third, or vice versa, however you want to see. So maybe that's the option, Zach. 
Maybe. I mean, even George Payton said the Broncos won't be active in the first wave of free agency, but they're going to have to be active in the draft. So they're going to need the not going to say the C word, Scott, but they're going to need the draft picks. Yeah. Every time you think you want to say draft picks or draft capital, just remember that for 75 years, they've been called draft picks. Substitute (laughs) in your mind picks for capital and see if it still works, because 99 times out of 100, it still does. But now we've gotten all fancy and we. We drink our tea yeah. with our pinkies up and call draft capital. <laughs> yeah, they're they're still picks, y'all. They're they're still picks. All right, we're at fifty-one minutes. We're just about to get out of here, unless there's any big, um, any big uh, stuff, burning desires and stuff that you want to get back into. Nick and I will be back on Broncos for breakfast tomorrow. Michael, I flashed here, but I didn't say because Michael helps close us down every night. He says, "Great show tonight, Zach and Scott on Broncos for breakfast." We'll be on Broncos for breakfast tomorrow. Michael's got that stuck in his control V, command V, to paste on the uh, on the Broncos for breakfast. We know what you meant, dude. Yeah, I've made enough mistakes on here to not not say anything about that. So, um, Zach, any final big thoughts or any crazy talks we want to get here? I appreciate the uh, the information from the Senior Bowl, Scott. We have to just uh, go through the process now and uh, look toward. First is free agency, not the draft, obviously, but work toward what the Broncos are going to do. And the first domino is Russell Wilson. When that falls, then we'll have some more clarity as to uh, the future. I do know I wanna, what I want to hit on when I started talking about the two guys, because I said Joe Milton and I kind of interrupted myself, which because, you know, like I said, voices in my head. Spencer Rattler was the other one. Mm. Spencer Rattler is absolutely worth a third round pick. He is a good enough quarterback that he was being talked about in the first round two years ago before his ego got, you know, the old, your, your, your body's writing checks to your ego, your ego's writing checks. Your, your body can't cash that, that the old uh, top gun line. That was him coming off his freshman season in the first like million dollar NIL deal at Oklahoma. And Oh, by the way, Caleb Williams was recruited underneath him. He flamed out. Um, A lot of it was character concerns there. And he went to South Carolina and was humbled and they loved him at South Carolina. He was arguably the most consistent quarterback who has an NFL arm at the Senior Bowl, and he could be a guy that I could say, yes, I can go best prospect available at 12, and if Spencer Rattler is there in the third, or maybe if I need to sneak up into the bottom end of the second and get Spencer Rattler and have him and – and um, oh, I'm drawing a blam since I've been watching these guys. Who's a quarterback? Jared Stidham, thank you. Jared Stidham, have them duke it out in the preseason, see who wins it for, for Broncos country. I could live with that. It, it would make me feel a lot better than reaching at 12 for a quarterback, that's for sure. Would it make you feel better than taking Pratt, though? Because it would for me. The upside in the season. I don't want Michael do. Pratt. I would go with Pratt. I, I, Michael Pratt is Brett Ripon to me. Yeah. I, I just I don't I just I don't see the enough factor there where he just doesn't have enough to to play in this league we'll see um you know a guy can come in and do some i I felt the same way about bailey zappy when i saw him uh at the senior bowl i'm like you know he threw for six thousand yards at western kentucky or somewhere and he went to the senior bowl i'm like he's just it's not an nfl guy and he comes in it's like a great first two games and people are going crazy about zappy mania and i'm like yeah let's just let's give it some time and you know now he's back where he should be michael pratt is a is a backup. He's he's a day three for me. I I wouldn't if I needed a quarterback, I wouldn't take him because 
I, I would have no expectations of him playing. As harsh as that sounds, love for him to prove me wrong. I have nothing against him, but that's that's just the way I see it right now. Uh, Phil coming in with some stars. He says, guys, based on mocks so far, how many of these non-quarterbacks are supposed to be available at 12? Um, well, quarterbacks are going one, two, three. So how many spots do you have left between four and 12? Nine, is that nine picks? Nine picks that are left? So um, nine. <laughs> there will be somebody. I'm, I'm not. I'm still, again, I'm not quite sure the, the, what the question is here. Um, I don't, I don't know what the question is here. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. How many guys are going to be available? All but the 11 that are picked before them. So <laughs> you should be able to get a, a, a good, there will be good players available there. When you got guys like Demetrius, or I think I did call him Demetrius, Darius Robinson coming up. You got guys like Jackson Powers Johnson coming up. If Brock Bowers happens to fall to 12, um, you look at, uh, Terry on Arnold, the cornerback, there's mm. lots of offensive tackles that are going to be there as well. Wide receiver is a deep, deep class that there will be a good position. There will be a good player of, uh, available at 12, whether you decide to go quarterback or not quarterback quarterback is a reach. And this is when Pat Sertan Zach in that draft, I said, the fun thing about being in the top 12 is you're either going to get an exciting prospect or your possible quarterback. So you could get your possible quarterback or you could get a guy you think is going to be a pretty good football player. It's much, much bigger risk at the QB position, Zach. Yeah, and Phil clarified he meant of the players that we discussed. And uh, you, Darius uh, Robinson included, every player should be there at 12 except for the quarterbacks, uh, Scott. Yeah, those are the guys that we've talked about at the Senior Bowl. There, there might not be a player at the Senior Bowl that goes top 12. Um, those guys kind of sit out that if even Jim Nagy, you know, what a great job they're doing and the way he's building that brand of the senior bowl. Um, you know, he says he's probably played his way out of the senior bowl for us, but this is a guy we've been looking at for two years and we love him. Um, so that, that, that they don't want to hurt their stock, um, two court, two wide receivers, maybe the two best wide receivers there. And there was a lot of good ones. Uh, Roman Wilson from Michigan, and uh, Ricky Pearsall from Florida, they had mic drop moments. They just went ahead and left. They they left after the second day. So some of the guys that think they're going to go top ten, they don't even they don't even come. Think that's going to do it though, huh, Scott? I think uh, I think so. I see the everyone. I see the the banner popping up. So let's get moving. <laughs> that was another tremendous installment of the Mile High Huddle podcast featuring your Deacon Scott. If you haven't done so yet, please give us a follow at the MHH Pod. You can also follow the main account on Twitter at Mile High Huddle. Uh, Scott's on Twitter at Scout Kennedy. I'm at Kelberman NFL. And don't forget about Chad at Chad and Jensen. If you haven't caught some merch at MHHmerch.com. Also, drop us a like at facebook.com slash milehighhuddlepod. You can find us on Instagram at mile underscore high underscore huddle. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, make sure you're leaving your football priest and our Deacon Scott a five-star review for a chance to win some merch each and every single month. But if anything, y'all, please subscribe, like, and share this video and every video you see on the MHH channel. It really helps us grow and reach more Broncos fans just like you. Want to give a shout out to our uh, superstar and super chat contributors tonight: Michael Ranquillo, Phil McLaughlin, Lawrence Rivera coming in a couple times, Gil Billy, Michael Davis, David Yonkin, David McElrath, Gary Palmer, R.D. up in Canada, Troy Boer with a big hot pink super uh, 
super chat. Colby C. Collier, Rock Chalk Broncos. Thank you, sir. Dan and Daniel Swafford. Thanks to each and every one of you for helping support what we do here every single day at MHH. Yeah, Broncos for breakfast tomorrow morning. We're back on tomorrow night. Have a great rest of your weekend. Start to your week. Take care. And as always, go Broncos. Head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things Broncos. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com